Hi, and welcome to the Contractor's Best Friend podcast. I'm host Brad Humphrey, and today we're sponsored by Caterpillar and 4constructionpros.com. In the studio today, I have our three experts from Caterpillar, Jason Hurtis, who is the Caterpillar's global market professional. Jason, how are we doing today? Good, Brad. How are you doing today? Fantastic. We also have Scott Hageman, and he's a senior market professional specializing in grade control technology. Scott, we doing all right today? Doing excellent, Brad. Thanks for having us on today. You bet. And uh, rounding out our team is Lonnie Fritz. He is also a senior market professional in the construction industries. Lonnie, how are you today, sir? I'm doing very good, Brad, and yourself? Doing excellent. Couldn't wait for this one. We also have an added guest today. Uh, and We don't do that very often, but we thought we'd try to maybe bring a little bit of uh, voice from the, from, the, from the field, so to speak. We have a gentleman by the name of Chris Seeger. Chris is the corporate fleet manager for a paving equipment, or excuse me, paving and concrete company called PaveCon out of the Dallas, Texas area, where they have about eight or nine locations spread across the Southwest. Chris, welcome to the podcast and welcome to these guys today. Thank you, Brad. It's great to be here. You bet. Our focus today, if you're listening, is getting the most out of machine features. Now, I will tell you right off the bat, this topic alone can tend to get a little bit detailed. So for those of you who just really like to get down in the grease and and throwing a wrench around, this may be your podcast. So we want to start off, though, with the, with the question. And I'll ask our, our Jason and Lonnie and Scott, I'll ask all of you all at the same time, of course, if you'll just one of you take the lead on this. What's the best way to leverage, if I'm a contractor, my cat dealer to ensure that my operators are trained? How would you guys answer that? I would say um, you've selected the right brand first and foremost. I mean, that, <laughs> well, I assume that. And I mean that very sincerely, Brad. Let's just start with uh, number of storefronts, do. number of dealerships. Right. So we, we have the best global presence. And yeah. and I also say this with, with as very humbly is from the standpoint of whether it's it's the product itself, yes. the application of the product, the support of the product, the technology, and, and how we... Um, configure and maintain the technology, right. uh, we, we feel we have the lead here. So we, we are your one-stop shop, your whole solution. So when we look at the dealer, I like to call it our secret sauce. Without them, uh, Caterpillar would not be near as strong as we are today. How do we leverage them when it really comes down to ensuring our operators are trained? Well, first and foremost, our dealerships have what they call CDIs, Certified Dealer Instructors. They also have certified dealer operators, okay? So these are the individuals that have been trained by Caterpillar experts on the machine features, on their technology, on the do's, the don'ts, the application. How do I make this thing sing? How do I maximize the abilities of this machine while also maintaining it? Those operational best practices, okay? So request operator training if you own the great if your greatest relationship and partnership with your dealers through your salesman ask that salesman to leverage the counterparts that he or she has within their organization to get those certified dealer instructors to your site take advantage of the dealer events that they're holding to see products to see features to see technology to talk to their whole depth and breadth of experts within the dealership. So again, I encourage you, 
if you're not aware and you don't go into that level of detail or understanding of your dealership, take that as an action item. Ask for the who's, you know, get, get that salesman in there, get that PSSR, product support and sales rep in there. Whatever your need may be, tap into the deep wealth of knowledge at the dealership so you can come out with an expanded knowledge and understanding of product technology service and application of your machine. Scott, what can you add to that? Because that, that's, that's, I know it's not exhaustive, but it's pretty doggone good. What else can we look at? I'll get even a little bit more specific, Brad. Good. Since I focus on grade control technology, the dealers have people that understand this, but also Caterpillar, we have a corporate training pl- program that's 100% based on grade control technology. So we limit it to eight operators per class, and it's a four and a half day class where they come to one of our demo facilities, either Tanaha Hills in Arizona or Edwards here in Illinois, and they will spend time with our certified demonstrator, corporate instructors and operators, and then they'll get in the machines and they'll go ahead and they'll run designs just like real world in the latest and greatest machines with the latest and greatest technology. So your customer, your contractors are making a huge investment, but if the operators don't use that investment, to give you profitability, it's not a positive thing. This will take that investment of the hardware and give you the extra training needed to get that profitability by using that hardware. That's awesome. Jason, add something here. I know you've got some similar thoughts and maybe some areas that you're involved with. Yeah, the dealer CDIs are extremely effective. Yeah. But to take that another level, <clears throat> sometimes they've come out and they've done you know, like a new machine delivery, you get a new piece of equipment, the CDIs will walk the operators through it. And I've seen a lot of operators that get brain overload, you know, on everything that's new, everything that's different, um, things they should turn on, not turn off based on their application. So to increase the effectiveness of that, I would encourage contractors to set up another touch point or another training period with that dealer certified uh, demonstration instructor, you know, 30 to 45 to 60 days later. That's going to give that operator a chance to actually be in the seat, pull some levers, push some buttons, try some different things out. And on that second training session, I mean, I've seen the operators come with a notebook of questions. And that CDI will answer every one of those questions and help that operator because he's had some time to be in the seat and run on different ground conditions or, you know, different types of the application. And, And he's really starting to think, okay, what can I do? in this situation to make the machine perform like I need it to do, or what feature would help me when I'm trying to unload pipe off of a semi truck and keep the forks parallel, those sort of things. So I wouldn't say it's a once and done. It's very valuable to at least get the operator, you know, up and running, but then don't be afraid to schedule or, or ask for a follow-up visit a time period away to again, make that training even more effective and make that operator work for the contractor to increase the profitability. Boy, training seems to come up over and over and over again. Chris Seeger, you're here for a reason. And uh, and one of the things that we thought would be cool would be to give someone like yourself an opportunity to do a couple of things. You know, you've heard comments from all three of the experts here. What are some things that you've experienced? Are there some strengths that you've seen to what they're talked about? Are there some challenges for you that you've seen that the company has had um as good as as good as our dealers are. 
Yeah, you know, we do exactly what they're talking about. So anytime we get a new piece of equipment in, we uh, we do a new delivery training day where we get the operator or multiple operators out there and we really go through the piece of equipment and get them trained and up and running on it. Um, second is we always, um, Holt, Holt has done a really good job with following up. So the first day that that piece of equipment is on the job, they're out there answering any questions. So just like, just like they were saying, you know, we may not get it all covered. It's just brain overload the first day with new features, new stuff on the equipment. Um, so then being out there for that second day, or, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's the next day, or maybe it's, you know, a week later, but, um, they're out there, they're making sure that our guys are, have, are know everything that they need to know and, um, they can answer any questions. And another thing that we've done, um, we just actually had a, uh, a Weiler, um, uh, training day out in Jackson, Mississippi, and Puckett came out there. So we've had that paper out there for several years, but we had some uh, some new operators and we wanted to cross train some guys. So we got a couple of loads of sand and just did a kind of a paving, couple hour paving day in our in our yard there. And um, we had some guys from Puckett out there and just, just again, reoccurring training. Um, the more we can get uh, the dealer out there and help us train these guys, the more efficient we'll be at, uh, um, on the job. That's awesome. You know, and I can see where this is going, guys. So I'm going to ask one more question and then I'm going to ask if you guys have time. I'd like for us to to maybe do a part two to this one. This, this is such an important topic. I know. Um, Chris, do you have time to hang around for another uh, another podcast? I do. All right, good. Well, let me ask one question before we close out. You know, with all the things that, that are going on in, in not just Caterpillar, but a lot of uh, manufacturing equipment people, you know, one of the things that, that I know we've talked about over the last uh, several years of doing podcasts is how can a contractor stay more you know, atop the improvements and, and or any equipment configuration that seems to be updated, if not once a year, sometimes more than that? Um, first of all, I'd like to hear from Jason and Lonnie and Scott. What what might be some nuggets of, of some important ideas to keep in mind for a contractor? I think it goes again <clears throat> with who in the dealership do you own that relationship with and has that firsthand knowledge and information that we're cascading from the manufacturing standpoint to our dealership, and that's your salesman. Hmm. Collaborate closely with the salesman and the other dealership staff. Do your homework. Do those web mm. searches. We are sending out terabytes of information probably on a daily basis um, out there to the cat.com websites and plenty of other microsites and things of our new machines, new features. You know, um, you know, after a trade show event like Con Expo, there's so much great press coverage on all the fantastic products and technology we're bringing. So continue to tap into all those resources. Uh, we talked earlier about dealer-sponsored events. You know, they're having technology days. Well, at technology day isn't just necessarily focused only on the technology. It starts with the machine. So it may yeah. be a next generation hydraulic excavator that then has all the technology features on it. So there's a lot of different information out there. It can be a lot to digest, but once you lock into the current state and then continue to build on to it, um, you are going to be more informed and really be able to understand the choices that we have and also being able then to match that machine to mission and working hand in hand with your salesman uh, to make sure you're on top of your game, having that right fleet out there to tackle your work. I love that. Jason, what, what, what say you on this? I think there's two different pieces on this particular one. One is the iron that Lonnie just kind of mentioned, you know, the next generation iron um, excavators that are improved, wheel loaders that are improved. Um, 
So again, the, the dealer trade fairs, the associations that the contractors can belong to, a lot of that information can be found there, plus the web. And then actually, after you own a piece of equipment, it doesn't stop. Right. A lot of the improvements, a lot of the advances we do are now via software. So we're doing software updates that um, the dealers are notified of. And a lot of times the salesman or the, the PSSR will make the customer aware of it. But there's things that we're doing via software that keep the same base machine, but enhance the performance or change the mm. fuel economy or a simple bug fixes, much like your iPhone or any type of cellular device, you know, where it's, Hey, you got to update this app or update your phone. Cause we found a bug fix. A lot yeah. of that's being done via software. Now we're in the past, you know, you have to have a tech come out and change that hydraulic cylinder for you. Well, we can do a lot of those improvements and a lot of those fixes electronically. So even after you own a piece of equipment, you still got to kind of keep it up to date and keep keep on top of what's changing, uh, especially software-wise with that machine. Okay, great. Scott, can you put a punctuation mark on this? Anything else you want to uh, share? I would say the software. Um, there's a lot of features that we have when our machines are first released that really aren't enabled yet because their hardware devices are on the machines, but the software devices are still d being developed. So that software flash that Jason's talking about, you might get some fuel efficiencies, you might get some bug fixes here and there, but there's also some flat out new benefits and features we're putting out there. And it's software, it's not taking your machine down and, and adding some components or keeping you from utilizing the machine. It's uh, software features that uh, come through flashes. Well, I knew we'd peel away a few onion onion layers on this one. Uh, and, and with Chris's agreement to, to join us for another podcast, let me bring a close to this first one. We're, this is going to be considered part one. So if you've heard this, there is a part two, and I'll remind you on the other end too. And we hope you have enjoyed the podcast. Uh, just want to circle back to the three guys we had today. Again, Jason, Lonnie, and Scott. These guys do a knockout job every time. And remember, our goal is just to simply help you be the best contractor you can be. And uh, the podcast is just one element of that. So if you need to listen to it again, listen to it again. Uh, this was part one, and we will come back with a second uh, component of this that we're going to get a little bit deeper in. You might be interested in listening to that as we get ready to record that for you as well. Have a great day. Day and, uh, and have a good year. Find out more information around the topics we covered during the Contractor's Best Friend podcast on the 4 Profit Matters page. Look for the link on the top of the 4 website.